Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. You know, we, we competed defensively. You know, I think we can hang our hats on that. But, you know, now it's about sustaining it for 48 minutes. You know, I don't think we, you know, should be upset at our effort. You know, just little mistakes that we can fix. And, you know, they're a good team. They're going to capitalize if you make mistakes. Donovan Mitchell after the Jazz lose to the Boston Celtics, 114-103. to It was a good game for three quarters, PK. 82 all late in the game. And then the Celtics just pulled away and dominated. I think if you get somebody who's not a three-point shooter like Marcus Smart draining three in a row, I mean, what are you going to do there? I mean, gosh, I didn't see that coming, you know, but he's taking advantage of Kemba Walker being out. Jason Tatum, he turns 22 next week. He's a sensational player. Uh, got beat. It's four in a row now, and it's nine of the last 13, and you could see afterwards... Uh, Quinn Snyder determined to come out positive in his post-game remarks. There's plenty of negativity, and uh, the losses are piling up. So there should be. Try not to let the guys beat themselves uh, up too much. Spin is spin. Yeah. The re- reality is reality. Reality you is it. you've lost 9 you of 13. You can spin it any way you want. It doesn't matter. Donovan Mitchell's 37 points. Not enough as they get beat. Jazz are off today. They wrap up the five-game homestand. They are 0-4. Hard to believe. Don't know the last time I would have said that, but here's where they are with Washington coming in tomorrow. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. All the other Western playoff contenders take care of business. Houston Rockets put 140 on the board. They beat the Grizzlies 140 to 112. Clippers over the Suns 102 to 92, and the Mavs beat the Spurs. Luka Doncic with a triple double. So the Jazz giving up ground to everybody, but the way they're playing, I don't even know that people are worried about that right now. Yeah, the Clippers. You know, I saw something that uh, they've only had their starting lineup that was projected to be together uh, for six or seven games, and they've won every one of them. So that's why I'm sticking with them as my slight favorite. I've been saying it for weeks and months. If they're healthy, they have this opportunity to get that done. I don't know that they will be, but if they do, I think they have the best talent. Well, all the people, and there were a lot of them, picked Clippers-Lakers in the conference final. See if we get to that right now. Clippers right in third, game behind the Nuggets, and a game in front of the Rockets. Philadelphia Sixers star Joel Embiid left last night's game against Cleveland in the first quarter, ruled out with a sprained shoulder MRI today. This is the wrong time of year to be hearing about this kind of stuff. It's never good, but after the All-Star break, injuries like that, can't blame the fan base if they get a little stressed hearing about that. Well, Philly's done anyway. It doesn't matter. Kings and Thunder, Lakers and Warriors. That's the TNT doubleheader tonight if you want to watch a little NBA action. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Turnovers burying the Utes early. They got down big, PK. It was 17-4. It was 29-11. to 
It got back within three with about three minutes to go, but a couple empty possessions there, and they now end up losing 70-62 to to Stanford. And they are now 0-8 on the road in the Pac-12. Yeah, well, then they get to save face that they, they rallied and they played hard, and that's what you'll hear from the sympathizers, and they made it a game, and they lost. Dropped to 6-10 now in conference, 15-13, playing for a winning record. Nine turnovers in the first 11 possessions. Youth, is that what we're attributing to that? Or how about suckitude? I'd go with suckitude. You know, I'd give them some credit for staying in there. You know, if they had that kind of effort, maybe they win the game. Maybe they win more games. But they're young, I guess. Well, when they got within three, they had another turnover. And then they missed a couple of threes, and that was the end of that. So now they'll try against Cal, and they'll either get that, or they'll be 0-9. Win one of these next two games, and they'll have a winning season. They got Colorado at home, too. Neither one of them look easy. But otherwise, the uh, potential for a losing season looms out there as they go to uh, go to Vegas. Well, because they are young, and that uh, these games are important, because if you can bring your guys back... You know, you want to finish as best as you possibly can. These Every game, to me, counts. I mean, if it doesn't, it wouldn't be in the record. But it is, so it does count. And they need to find ways to get better. Because next year, uh, the sympathizers aren't going to be able to say the young. And they'll still be young, but when you devote an extensive playing time, you can be young as a sophomore, but have the playing time of a junior. And that's what they're getting. So they've got to reap the rewards of these young kids getting all this playing time. A kid like Carlson, who again played well, he's coming on strong when he has seven, eight blocks. I mean, that's very, very impressive for a string bean freshman off a mission. You know, as Majerus say, lock him in the weight room in the offseason <laughs> and all that stuff. Uh, but, uh, you know, he shows potential for 12, sure. 12 points and eight yeah. blocks. And he eight. had a three that could have tied it. He did. I think they had him twice, and he had one from mm-hmm. top of the key. He didn't make it. But I'm okay with that, man. I like the fact that you took it. And I like the fact that it meant something, that it wasn't a three in which you were down by 15. Just the fact that it meant something, even though you missed it, you could have development from that that could pay off in the next year or two. Because he certainly looks like he's got some ability there, and they could use him, particularly with his ability. He's got the block shots ability that you just said, and also being able to shoot from the top of the key. And it didn't go in, but it was a fine-looking shot. And I've got no problem with him taking it. And so in today's world, if your big man can do that and get rebounds and block shots, then you got something. And that's good to see. It's not like they're devoid of talent and it's hopeless because I don't think that whatsoever. they got, they got to find a way to win this game against Cal, which should be imminently winnable. And then and probably Colorado's going to be tough. But, you know, finish with a winning record and, and, and take one half hour off and get back in there and start working towards next season. Lock lock them in the weight room. And everything. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. New USC Athletic Director Mike Bones said, everything is on the table. That's the quote. Everything's on the table with regards to the Trojans' future as potentially an independent program or joining another conference on the Peristyle podcast. Ryan yeah, Abraham. Yeah, I, I read that. Uh, I read. I didn't listen to it. I read the transcript. You know, the question of independence. It's kind of sort of loomed out there for a little bit. I'd be surprised if that happened. Uh, but everything is on the table. And yeah, because he's talking about. He's. I mean, he's a new athletic director, and he's talking about the pay discrepancy 
between them and a couple of the other conferences at the top and how it's expected to grow. I think the, the most important thing that I took from that and reading that context was the pressure that it needs to be put upon the conference to make sure that they get it done in this next round of negotiation leading up to 2024. Oh, yeah. That's the thing that I took. Not, not the threat that they're going to go independent. It was that, okay, we need to make sure we really nail this because we had some, oh, we can do this, we can do that. And then it turned out you, didn't, you weren't able to do this and you weren't able to do that. And so this next time around, you better get it done. That's the thing I took from that. Well, the other people have gotten it done, so you can't really afford to be stuck in any gray area, have a bad deal. It just can't. It needs to be a good deal. It needs to be lucrative. And even so, you may be behind these other conferences, but they can't be doubling you. That's ridiculous. The new L.A. Bowl was announced. You build an NFL stadium in Southern California, you're going to have to find a way to pay for it. You need a bowl game there. It's going to be the... Pac-12 Conference's fifth choice against the top choice from the Mountain West Conference. So basically, it's the old Vegas Bowl matchup. Yes, uh, and and the Vegas is going to go Pac-12, SEC. SEC. I I didn't see a date. Does anybody see a date on that? No, I don't think they put it out there. In and out, up and down. They haven't put a date on it. When's the date? (laughs) I was curious, too, but didn't see one. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be a decent deal in a new stadium. Warm weather. Everybody's trying to recruit L.A. kids. They're going to want another game there. I don't know that the fifth-place team is going to draw that well if it's uh, Oregon's or Seattle's or Colorado. Well, you, uh, you and I both remember the Freedom Bowl, and you know how L.A. loves the best, but, you know, if you're B, B-, minus, you can just kind of shrug and keep going. So I do wonder if this is going to be the kind of game that's played... Uh, oh, it's not going to draw any local people. In front of 30,000. Oh, at best. Yeah. So is this what... Uh, Tom Homo didn't want to go into specifically what, but he was hinting around, and it's not hard to connect the dots and think they had conversations about being an anchor team for this game because they would draw. Okay, but ultimately, it didn't said, happen. Oh, okay, I got you. I don't know. Yeah. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Houston's Alex Bregman became the seventh Astro player to be hit by a pitch in five games so far in spring training. I was watching him as a curveball relax. He said, it was a splitter. It just got away from him. I think it hit him in the back. It did. As he was bending over. Yep. So it's cool about I have the Fox Sports available. And in the spring... A lot of these games are on Fox Sports, and they're not blacked out because it's spring training. So I sit in there in the afternoon just flicking. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you just wallowing in it. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of them are broadcast now. Oh, yeah. They can make money off of this stuff. Right. Uh, it used to not be necessarily. Oh, but when they were all on over-the-air stations, they had Luke at a program in the regional sports network. So yeah. Like, yeah, I'll take a daytime spring training game. And so, yeah, particularly... Um, the Western teams, the teams that train in Arizona, go home, get something to eat, go to the gym, come back. You know, and that's when I start looking, to getting ready for whatever I'm going to watch that evening. But then and also, you know, you can do like this SC thing that I saw yesterday that uh, from like, uh, you know, two to four, now that it's not football season, that's when I can really start doing stuff two to five for, to get myself as educated as possible. And while I'm doing that, Nothing wrong with the background. And I just, I flick around like crazy. I mean, I was watching, they're all, most of them are on. 
Channel surfing yeah. through games while you surf the web. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, and it's not like I'm going to be out golfing, you know what I mean? <laughs> not exactly the right weather. Right. We're getting there, but we're not there yet. So, yeah. So I, And I happened to be watching the Houston one. I saw Bregman, and it was a curveball. Got hit in the back, and I thought, oh, this is going to be a big deal. <laughs> we're going to be silly about this now. Seven guys plumped. I was, the, the word I was going to go at. for, the word I was going to go for, because I was thinking about this, was obsess. When you're charting how many Astros have been hit by a pitch over how many games, you're obsessing about it. Yeah, especially in spring training when you got guys that are working on stuff and they're not necessarily giving you their best uh, you know, focuses, possibly best pitch in right situation. And you don't have to get very yeah. deep in a game right now before it's oh, minor leaguers no. who do like, they didn't lose the World Series championship. <laughs> they're not in the bigs yet. And you're in the fifth or sixth inning. There's minor leaguers yeah, all I over mean, the Luke game. Weaver got lit up yesterday, as you know. So I'm a little distressed about that because we're counting on him to be, you know, maybe our third starter. He didn't even get out of the first, which I know you know. I didn't. <laughs> Major League Baseball has appointed a first African-American umpire crew chief promoting Kerwin Danley this week. He's 58. He's worked two World Series. Been on the field for 10 other postseason rounds. ALCS last year and called a couple All-Star games. Well, I have no idea who this man is, but it certainly sounds like he has the qualifications to be a crew chief and whatever crew chief entails these days with the replay. I just miss the nose to nose, cap back, spit flying. <laughs> you just want people chucking, base chucking. chucking first base and out into right field. Yeah, man. What in the name of Lou Pinello is going oh, yeah, on? Lou Pinello would be nothing today. Billy Martin would be nothing. Earl Weaver, these legendary hotheads who Bobby Cox, guys are getting tossed all the time. And just sitting back, kicking. What's the replay say? Oh, oh dang. Shoot, we'll get him next time. Ready, go. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. It's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, Utah Jazz losing their fourth in a row. Craig Bullerjack, TV voice of the Jazz, going to join us at 8.30. we got Joe Ingles out there probably in the uh, right around 9 o'clock, give or take a little bit. That's be when we get a hold of him. And coming up next, what is left to say? The losses are piling up. We've been over a lot of this ground before. What is left to say? We will get to your reaction there. 855-340-ZONE. And, of course, you can hit us up on the app. Use the open mic feature. Send us your take. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Incriminating audio. BYU loses by 30 or more to Gonzaga, or I give you incriminating audio. Well, what's it going to be? What miserable thing am I going to have to hear for the next 30 years of like my here, career? Adrian? I'm going with pet name. That's my that's my vote. You're okay to just... It seems like it bothers you a to lot. To just admit that Jake Scott's better at this than you guys? <laughs> sure. Okay. No qualms on this side. All right. Well, Whitney's pet name for me is Tony. Beautiful. Like well, Whitney's pet name the... for me is Tony. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm in trouble at home, too. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK is brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. The Jazz lose their fourth in a row. The Celtics get the win. That is nine out of 13. The question of the morning, what is left to say? Could go back and talk about 
Guys not scoring, guys not getting shots, issues on defense, how hard they're working, and we've talked about all of that before. So what is left to say? I think Jajiro speaks for a lot of people. He says, it's hard to watch my jazz vanishing. Jajiro? Jajiro. D-J-U-R-O. It's It's so hard to watch my jazz vanishing. Okay, yeah. I mean, if you're a hardcore fan, absolutely. I understand that completely. I'd agree with that. He also throws out the thing that uh, you only get to play this card once. I, I don't know that it usually You're works. young? I don't think it does. No. <laughs> Good one, though. I, like what you, I see what you did there. <laughs> they can't really say they're young. <laughs> they're playing three guys over 30 big minutes. What, what they card? They can't be young. I expect the players to have a players-only emergency meeting in order to try to regroup. Okay. How often do those work? Uh, if talking were to get you out of it, they'd be out of it. Chris says, I think what we're seeing now is how difficult it is to put all the right pieces together for a championship. Jazz front office made moves look great on paper, but the pieces have not fit. This is one of the hardest seasons I've been through as a fan. Okay, well then, Total roller coaster. How did they fit winning all those ball games, though? An excellent question. It's part of the frustration of what he refers to as the total roller coaster. I mean, outside of Conley being in and out of the lineup, the pieces have been the same. They've had pretty doggone good health, except for him, right? Right. And when he was out during this losing streak, uh, they looked as bad as they looked at any time. I mean, that Spurs game was terrible. He didn't play that night. And it was awful. Yeah. So, what these, these are the same pieces. The pieces that they have aren't playing as well. Bogdanovich was awful. He, we need him to score. And he was one of eight to 0 for 4. It's not going to work, man. Three points. Hey, you pretty much can guarantee if he's scoring three points, you're losing. Dustin says they look like they don't even have an offense. Bogey's a liability. Well, he was last night. Yeah. He's just sucking. Ingles has basically packed it in for the year. Rudy couldn't catch a ball if it was covered in Velcro. Conley is, oh, I'll stop there. The team's taken on water, and there's a hole in the pail. There's a hole in my pail where <laughs> know, the right? rain comes in. I'm not sure about that analogy, but maybe I shouldn't figure it out during this segment. The team's taking on water. That's bad. There's a hole in the pail. Well, that's bad, except then the team wouldn't take on water. It would be self-bailing. Self-bailing? Yes. I've never heard that expression. Got to spend more time on the high seas. I'm a sailor on the high seas. <laughs> I have to wait for the next wind to blow. Yeah, it's about solutions rather than and we can all point out the problems. I mean, yesterday, all the big buzz was the starting lineup. And, I, and it's news. It's certainly news. I get that. Uh, but who cares? It's, they're all playing almost the same amount of minutes. So you're just rearranging yeah. stuff. So whatever, whatever you want to do, I don't care. If I were them, I'd be upset that they got out twice. Somebody's leaking something. Yeah. Uh, and I expect they are upset about that. Yeah. That's and then you changed your mind. Well, what what's going on there? I don't care who you put out there because you, these are your guys. You're going to play your guys in whatever. Rotation. Yeah. You're going to play. You're, you're going to play, play the same yeah, minutes. You're going to play eight guys, yeah. and six of them are going to play about 30 minutes. Yeah. So you can do it any way you want. 
I think it would have been an even bigger story, and not that that didn't get a lot of attention because it did. And it was fine. Yeah, would have been a bigger story if they'd announced somebody who'd been playing thirty-two minutes was suddenly going to be playing sixteen. Yeah, yeah, and and they changed their mind. And Conley's you got the you can ask play that uh, Yak or Conley says he he took a nap. He was coming off the bench, and then he woke up and he's starting. What's going on? You flipping coins here? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Well, what's the rationale? I, I'm rather than the fact that you did it, I'm more interested in the rationale as to why you changed your mind. And then you got to tighten it up because obviously it got out, and that's a bad look for your organization to have somebody's leaking something. And then if it's coming from an agent, then maybe not as much. And if you having been in that business before, you're best to grease the agents as much as you possibly can. Because they'll tell you that's where you can get your information. Because uh, they're just looking at what's best for them, their clients, that's not necessarily cool. best for the team. Uh, you know, so uh, that's where you can get your info. And if it came from there, so be it. But if it came from internally, you need to clean that up a little bit. And the, the bottom line is, and it was a nice story, and it was interesting, good for the athletic getting it. I give them all the credit in the world. I it, once the game starts, it's sort of a non-story because you're all playing the same amount of Well, minutes. especially when Donovan Mitchell picks up two fouls in three minutes and goes to the bench. And now the guys you're deciding between are both in the game anyway. Yeah. And the guy you're counting on isn't in the game. The fact is that these guys are professionals and if you're coming off the bench or you're starting, you're still expected to produce. And you're still getting enough minutes to produce. And I always figure if you get at least 24 minutes – that's enough minutes for you to make a an, an impact upon the ball game, and the, those get guys in, get in, get that. in the flow, and yeah. get multiple opportunities. Yeah, under right. theory, nobody's making all the shots anyway. Yeah, just find a way to make an impact, and there's you know various. Each guy has different roles, of course. I think one of the things for me in this losing streak, I think it falls at the feet of Bogdanovich because he's getting the shots. And they're not going in. The, the losing streak, 3 of 13, 3 of 10, 4 of 10, 1 of 8. I absolutely love Donovan Mitchell in the way he said, man, if we're going to go down, we're going to go down with me giving everything I got. And obviously he was aggressive. He was intense. He had a he massive, emotional. massive second quarter. Yeah. 20 points and in I, that quarter. And, I, and he's 23 years old, so it certainly bodes well for the future for him. And it bodes well for the present now. Uh, but he needs help. Everybody needs help. You know, Jason Tatum was all that. But look at the others. Hayward wasn't much individually, but when you add it collectively and all their starters are scoring in double figures and Marcus Smart's hitting three threes in the fourth quarter, he, Tatum's getting help. Right. And I think when you go through the Jazz box score, and I think uh, Ben Anderson, we have him on every week, and he's on the Jazz pre-half and post, and, and he was pointing out, you can go to four guys on the team who had a subpar offensive game. Right. And oh, it's obvious. Bogdanovich right to the top of the list because yes. he was one of eight. Um, but he wasn't the only guy whose productivity you look at and think, well, that's not enough. Clarkson, who's been on fire, four of 13. And I can live with that. One of six. I'm fine with that. I'm not fine with it, but I, I know understand it's, it's you, part of the deal. You know it's going to happen. Because he's been sensational, and I like that he was still firing it up. I did not see a lack of aggressiveness. I didn't see any timidness out of him, even though his shots weren't falling. That's going to happen. We know that. Still be aggressive. Do what you can do. He's brought in to try to ignite an offense. The two guys who didn't get enough shots, Gobert and Ingles, 
11 points combined, 11 points on seven shots. Either one of them could have 15 points on 10 shots, and we wouldn't think anything of it. And together, they had 11 points on seven shots. Well, Joe passed up a shot, and the crowd groaned right oh, in front of the Celtics bench. Yeah, early in the game. Yeah. So I thought Twitter. They had, yeah, Twitter groaned too. And, and on that possession, I thought three guys had shots and passed them up. And Joe was the third and the most obvious one because he's when they pulled the ball back out. But they had numbers in transition, and they had, they had multiple numbers. Guys. I love when they have numbers. They had numbers. <laughs> and they had a chance, and nobody pulled the trigger, and then he backed the ball out at the end, and the crowd groaned. I love basketball talk. They had numbers. You love football talk, too. <laughs> I know. But you, but, didn't, you didn't play football. Right. So you don't— No, it'd be more like Hans will do the football talk, and I'll do the basketball talk, and you'll do the baseball talk. But you we don't, don't talk baseball. That. Yeah, in what what is uh, trending, we do right. For, and if you're not with us for those thirty seconds, you miss out. <laughs> <laughs> thirty seconds Gobert. of baseball. Go. Gobert only had four shots. Well, they asked four him to four. shoot have got more shots. He didn't know because it's up to his guys to get him shots. He's not creating anything on his own. And that was certainly one time he was open and looked like he was in there for ten seconds and he didn't throw them the ball. Uh, and that's something that can be adjusted. I always go to Joe's assist total rather than his point total. Two assists. Yeah. And if he has in the seven, eight, nine range, they tend to win. Yeah. But there's other stuff going on in the game where he doesn't have the ball in his hands that much. Right. And, that, and Donovan Mitchell had the ball in his hands a lot, and it was going well, so I get that. But Joey... Joe pretty much turns into a decoy because teams don't want to leave him. So if he's not starting the offense, how many opportunities are there going to be for him? You know, in Rudy's case, I just, I mean, nobody wants to say this, and I get it because it's, <laughs> it's not something your teammates and coaches can really say. Uh, but they're afraid to throw him the ball because they don't know that he's going to catch it. You think they are? Yes. They're afraid to throw him yes. the ball. Wow. Four turnovers. And he's right. He didn't get that many touches. He's right. Did he get missed when he was open? Yes. Absolutely. Because they're afraid to throw it to him? Yes. Is that why he got missed? Yeah. I thought Conley's body language, and actually Twitter's body language, to quote uh, Yach, <laughs> Twitter's body language, Conley threw him a ball, and he was open, and it went right through him. And he even had a look, uh, uh, Rudy had a look on his face like, oh, man. <laughs> and he should have caught it. So he's got bad hands? Right now he does. And I also think it depends on when and where and how you throw what the What is ball. right now? I mean, they're not playing right now. In this was stretch. It, in this stretch okay. of games. All right. I know yeah. that last night. So, right. So since the All-Star break, he has had bad hands. He's, he has not caught some balls. Did he, he have bad caught. hands before the All-Star break? He's had stretches where he struggled, and he's back struggling now. Yes. With his hands, huh? Yeah. I think that there are plenty. There are spots on the floor where it's easy for him. And there are spots on the floor where as soon as the pass is thrown, I'm cringing. Like, oh, what, are the, what are those spots? The number one place I have confidence in him, throw the ball to the rim and let him go get it. He does that nine times out of ten. That, there is a 90% reception rate if we throw it at the rim. Throw it to the rim and let him go get it. If you throw him the ball with somebody between him and the hoop, I think he's already starting to think about what movie he's going to make, how am I going to beat this guy, and he fumbles the pass. Also, like all big guys, if you throw him the ball down low, it's in trouble. I think that the second thing next to him struggling to catch it is that when you throw him the ball down low, teams foul him right away. 
It's clearly in the, in, the, in the scouting report. Do not let this guy anywhere near a dunk foul him. And when you throw him the ball down low, or if he takes a ball that's up high and he takes it down low, they are going to foul him every time. And then he's at the line, and he's not that good a free-throw shooter. He has stretches where he's okay, and he gets a little confidence, but if it starts to go wrong, now last night he really didn't even get to the line. He's one for two. But one for two is kind of what I expect. So he's got bad him. hands and bad free-throw shooting. Yeah. Welcome to, to 2020 All-Stars. There it is. And that is one of the many issues facing them right now. Because if you're not throwing the ball, then you're playing four on five. And that obviously puts you at a disadvantage. More people weighing in. Question of the morning. Well, what's left to say? Four straight loss, nine out of 13. Donna, I don't understand why the cheering for Boston was as loud as for the Jazz. Because the Celtics have fans everywhere, and there's going to be Celtic fans. I didn't there. notice it as loud. It was noticeable, I but think, I wouldn't say as loud. I only noticed it uh, as it really started to go poor for the Jazz and got quiet. Because I thought the crowd got into the game. I thought the team gave the crowd a reason to yeah, get it was the game. was fun. Donovan going off in the second quarter had everybody fired up. I was fired up, yeah. Was that great? I loved it. I loved the mindset. Even if the shots didn't go in, I would have loved the mindset. That's what I'm saying about Clarkson. I love the mindset. you got to have the mindset first in order to execute it and accomplish it. Your mind has to be, this is the right thing to do. There's no hesitation. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Uh, you know, like I said with the Utes and Carlson, when he missed that three, they could have tied up the game. There's the top of the key, no hesitation. Boom, he shot it and looked good and just didn't go in. All right. That's, the way, that's part of the game. Yeah. But the mindset was there. Mitchell's mindset was incredible. You have that mindset, you're going to win uh, some. You're going to win some more games. You're going to win your fair share. Now, now other guys need to need to do it too. Needs to be permeating the team, and Clarkson certainly has it. Brian's all upbeat. One good game will break this slump. Well, yeah, they need to win. We just need a good game to start to push towards the postseason. They need to win any which way possible. You know, Conley was talking about uh, listening to his post game. You know, don't focus as much on the result. Well, I'm totally focused on the result. (laughs) Because I mean, to me, that's the whole deal. You only say you're not focused on the result. Don't focus on the result as much when you lose. You never say that when you win. (laughs) In the middle of a six game winning streak, right? I'm not focused on the results, right? You know. It's like Mark Cuban, you know, complaining the referee's been going on for 20 years. Well, that means, Mark, that you've benefited from some sucky refereeing for 20 years. But I only hear you whine when you are the negative. But you got a championship and a lot yeah. of playoff berths. Yeah. And that's fine. It's like Majerus used to say, I hate the conference tournament. Well, he said it when he won it. So in my mind, he had credibility. Because win or lose, he was saying the same thing. So I'm totally focused on that, and then let them be focused on the process that'll lead to the result. I get that, Mike. I agree with you on that. But for me, it's about the result. And if they come out Friday night and they look like dogs and they win by one point, whoop-de-doo. Yeah, I'm celebrating because they need a win, and they need a win in the most desperate way. Because have they ever, ever gone 0 for 5 on a homestand? Not that I know of. Yeah. Maybe in one of those rebuilding years, right after Stockton and Malone, or the year Carl's Boozer was hurt, they went 25 games. And when they were doing the rebuild here, 
But they don't have that many five-game home, home stands. Exactly. So there aren't that many opportunities to do it. Right. Kyle says, you're supposed to tank all year for good draft picks, not just the second half. And surely they understand this, right? The worst part is they're losing ugly and at home and just terrible on all accounts. I'm typically a glass-half-full guy, but this has just been a total head-scratcher for me. Why would people be glass half full? I never understood that. <laughs> That's a concept. That's so foreign say, to me. I was actually going to say, Kyle, I get you because I, I, I can be glass half full guy, and this has been a head scratcher for me. You're I never going to get any better if you're half full. I did not. It's got to be half empty. That's how you make it three quarters, seven eighths, and a hundred percent full. But this half full stuff? No, I've disagreed with that since I was born. Oh, maybe before that. Well, that's your. I know you guys got that faith thing going on there. I don't know about that. I'll have to take your word for it. But if if what you folks say is true, the big guy probably said, "Would you get him out of there to get him down to earth?" Hey, Yuck! <laughs> yuck! Do you think when he was in the womb and his mom or dad was uh, you know doing the whole, uh, hey, it's half empty? Yeah. He was no. Nine. It was my mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. my mother. It was your mom. Your dad was a little more half full. Mom was a little more half. Your mom was a little me. more like one third empty, wasn't she? How's it going today, Ma? Lousy. <laughs> You're in lockstep with your mother. We get it. Every every time I would call her, and uh, only it uh, she would uh, sometimes she didn't say lousy. She said something worse that can't be. <laughs> repeated that's a violation worthy i got she it. had a f- profane mouth man every word in the book and every combination i grew up hearing that every day of my life uh so that's why you that's why you rolled into utah said jerry sloan coach a game and thought i get this guy oh yeah <laughs> i bowed down i gave him a kiss on the back of the hand <laughs> straight out of the godfather <laughs> Yeah, he deserved my respect. <laughs> well, Yacht closed the door. He deserved my respect, <laughs> absolutely, yes. It's the end of the Godfather. That's the, the ultimate respect. That's the way we uh, use were brought up. I don't know what to tell you. We got people, uh, when you ask him what is left to say, who come down on completely opposite ends of the issue. What? Sam says, it seems like the different puzzle piece from last year to this year is Mike Conley. Super nice guy, but when he went out for a month and a half in December, the Jazz went on a winning streak since he's been back, dot, dot, dot. That's followed by Mike, who says, no heart, no team continuity, and no, it's not just Conley. He's just an easy lightning rod for you fans that don't have anything else to say. (laughs) Yeah. And there it is. He's a lightning rod now. I'd agree with that. I mean, it's clear they're not getting the production they anticipated from him. Uh, yeah, but that's two different things. I don't think I agree with that. I don't think he's the reason why they lost. Yeah, I know. I'm saying but I don't. I'm not dumping all the blame right. on him, but I'm I look, saying also at the same time, they, they they're, are, they're they not are. getting anything close right. to their money. I agree with that. Him. Well, but I'm not they, dumping it all on his. Feet. I think they even knew that. I don't think they thought he was going to come in and play and put up stats like other 32 million guys are going to put up. Okay, but. You know, sometimes you got to overpay. That was Kevin, or often you have to overpay. That was a Kevin O'Connor thing. That's just one of the issues. And so if you overpay and he plays like a, I don't know, pick a number, $24 million guy. Okay, fine. That's he's what the team needs. And it's, it's not clicking and it's not working the way, but I'm not hanging bogeys one for eight on him. And I'm not hanging uh, Gobert's four turnovers on him. No, no, I totally agree. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think the one thing that is a factor here is when I see Joe with the line he's got, I just wonder how much, and this goes back to what we were talking about when we were discussing um, Mitchell showing up and Hayward being gone and enabled Mitchell to, to go nuts. I always think there's enough for two guys 
to initiate the offense or two guys to have a lot of shots. But that third guy, there just aren't enough possessions in the game to get him fully involved the way he would be. And I think that's what Chris Bosh was talking about when he went to Miami. He said, wow, it's different being the third guy. Yeah, but you still have to do it because Hornacek had to do it, and he did yep. it very, very well. Right, and clearly it's a struggle because nobody wants, with the possible exception of Joe, because when he comes on, we know 100% what he'll say. But I just don't think most of the media or the coaches or his teammates or certainly the fans, 100% the fans, look at a box score and think, Joe had three shots, that's a good thing. He's too good a shooter. But the thing is, when he doesn't initiate the offense, he's got the total respect of the other team. They don't leave him, so he's not the right guy to throw the ball to. He's not the one who's going to come open when they get into a scramble, when they get the blender working. He's the last guy other teams want to leave. Okay, so how do you fix that? I mean, one way to fix that, and I'm not saying to do this, but bench Conley. Well, I mean, I'm not. I don't care. You're talking off about the bench, right? You're talking about cutting his minutes, yeah. Because the fact that he's playing 30 minutes, initiating the offense, his possession goes to somebody else, or he goes and stands and is the catch and shoot guy, he's the decoy, and he still plays the 30 minutes, but he's not initiating the offense. Well, if he's playing 30 minutes, that, that's why I didn't think it was a. It was certainly a story yesterday, but I didn't think it was that, that big, big of a deal because they're going to get their minutes. Well, it was that big a deal because the reason it was that big a deal is because the club has an incredible amount of loyalty from the fans. The fans are all in. And when they're playing this poorly, every little thing matters. Any little thing that they do that changes it up, that makes it better, it matters a lot to people because they're so in. That's why it ends up being a big story. If it's a team where, people, where the fans let go of the rope and the fan base is just like, oh, we're going away, call us when you get better which honestly is where Utah basketball is right now with the Utes, I don't think it's that big a deal. But the fans right now, they are, just, they are all in. Yeah, they've always been. Except for Matt. Well, there's always next year. <laughs> Matt. See you later. I haven't given up at all. No, I don't, think, I don't think the fan base has given up at all either. And I think that's why you hear the cheers during the game, the groans during the game when they pass up a shot, because people are still all in. And... It matters how you're playing in late February, but there is still time to get on track. Well, I've heard for years and years that Quinn Snyder is this great coach, and he gets them going in the second half. All right, well, here we are. Here we are in the second half, and this is going to be the first year that they have a worse record in the second half of the season than the first under him. I'm, I'm not uh, so sure about that. What? That that's true. You think they're going to end up having a better record in the second half? I don't think it's guaranteed because the second half started six weeks ago right. the game 41 so i got to count those games in which they were winning all right we'll do that next and if it's down to one or two or games and that, that's and there have been obsess about there have me. been a, and there has been a year where it was literally a one game but there have been several yes, years I mean, where it's been much bigger the point is that. are they playing better in the second half if it's a game or two or three i don't care about that i'm not i'm not a numbers dude i look at it and there's plenty of time here they're running out of time but i still believe that they can play much better than they have and get on at least a minimally some type of role to go into the postseason DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? 
What is Ash Wednesday? You're supposed to give up something as a sign of penitence for the next six weeks. If you were to give something up, what would you be willing to give up? Would you park where you're supposed to? Take up one stall only. You know, I didn't do a very good job of parking. I will say that. Did you on, cross four stalls again? No, but I was on the line. So you're taking up two instead of four. No, but you still no, no, I was taking up one, but I was in a hurry. You did that on purpose. What, you're taking up two spots. No, on yes, no, I you wasn't. Did no, that on there was not like the lines are bright yellow. They're hard to see, Jake. <laughs> Parking stall. All lines are merely suggestions. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you by Ken Garf, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram. Get a new Jeep or Ram for less at Ken Garf, West Valley, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram. Visit them today. Jazz officially the second half of the season, PK. They were 28-13 and 13 after 41 games. Lost an OT game in New Orleans. So you're going to give me their record now. Since then, 8-9. <laughs> I think they're yeah. going to be I think they're going to be worse in the second half of the season. Right. question is, will they be peaking in the final 10 games going Which into the playoffs? You can be better than no what your record. dumb record says. I'm not interested in your record. I'm interested in what I see. Stay Swifty tweeting at us this morning, answering the question of the morning, which is, what's left to say? Jazz have lost four in a row, nine over 13. We've been over a lot of this stuff. Stay Swifty says, after the Utes, the 49ers, and now this with the Jazz, I have nothing but fluff floating in my head. The old floating fluff, huh? Floating fluff. It's beaten down by the losing. <laughs> Got his hopes up with Utah football, and they lost the last two. Had his hopes up with the Niners, and they lost the Super Bowl. Had his hopes up with the Jazz, and now they've lost. Oh, I can see row. having hopes up for all three of them. Yeah, that's legitimate. And I don't know. Maybe he was referencing Utah basketball too, and just oh, well, you know, I can't see that. Yeah. They were destined to not get to the tournament this year. I mean, that that was so. I wouldn't have the hope for them. I think they've underachieved, which is actually it. It doesn't warm my heart, but at least I don't have to hear, well, they exceeded their, their preceded media poll. Yeah, great. So if you were picked ninth and you finished eighth, I'm supposed to have a parade for you? <laughs> yeah, maybe not a parade, but, you know, a party, some confetti would be nice. No, I think the only way you're going to improve is to have critical analysis of your program and not try to send out stupid messages. That's like I'm saying, that's the half full stuff. That really doesn't float for me, and I joke about it in life, you know, and you should have a positive attitude. But if you want to get better in an athletic standpoint, you need to be able to critically analyze your team. And I get nervous when you start dropping the half-full stuff because that means you're looking for positives. You don't need to look for positives. They'll be readily Hmm. available and apparent for everyone to see if they're real. So you don't have to go searching for them. We'll all know them. Well, he's a fan, and he wanted to look for the half-full. You know, as far as inside the organization, Alec Burks had a legendary quote once, something about his goal. <laughs> he said, I don't want to be on the video the next day. <laughs> so apparently they're critically analyzing mistakes. And he was all about eliminating mistakes, so he didn't end up on the video I'm the sure next day. I'm sure they are, yeah. yeah. I'm sure they're not sitting there right, the, trying to blow smoke at yeah. each other. The film room. Yeah. You don't want I mean, to be. I don't worry about the guys you inside. Want to be the focus. I think they, whatever I say, they're going to know it a thousand times more and already know it, and, and probably uh, 2 o'clock in the morning we're obsessing over it. I was sleeping soundly. Now, at 4 o'clock's another story, but 2 o'clock. <laughs> 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 
Steven tweets at us, the Jazz should have kept Ruby in favors and never traded for Conley. Bojan would have opened up the floor enough and favors off the bench would have been awesome. I never liked Conley's age or size. Well, he'd still be should having have offensive kept, issues. Should have kept who? Should have kept favors? Rubio in favors Rubio, and okay, traded and never traded for Conley. Bojan would have opened up the floor enough. Favors off the bench. You freaking got a first round exit with these guys. Stopped acting like they're Wilt Chamberlain and uh, Steve Nash. (laughs) (laughs) What? Where are we going with this? Back to players that were really popular. I freaking had it. And you'd still have non shooters on the floor, a couple of them, so you wouldn't spread the floor that much. You've got to be bold in order to be better. And they were bold. And when they're winning 19 out of 21 and 10 in a row, where's favors? I want Rubio. I didn't really hear that. A bunch of second guessing bandwaggers. I hate bandwaggers, don't you? Absolutely. (laughs) If you weren't with us that day, do you have that? Uh, give me a second. <laughs> hey, Yak, you got some like massive database you got to comb through? Yes, that's how many screw-ups you've had. That's what I was afraid you were going to say. <laughs> uh, there's a number of them. Uh, they're all from Monday mornings when I'm tired. <laughs> you bandwagger. Not all of them. Bandwagon! <laughs> hey, bandwagon. and as long as the Jazz win tomorrow night, I don't care if it's one point, I don't care if it's a knuckle-biter, as long as they win... So you said knuckle biter, that's not an expression. It is one. It is and, not. And that one was not on a Monday, I know for sure. <laughs> knuckle biter. <laughs> I sent you that thing on Twitter, the guy biting his knuckle when it happened. People do that. That's, they may do it, but it's not an expression. It is. <laughs> I'll own bandwagon. That is racist. No one says knuckle biter. Nah, I just did, so that's one. And you are no one. <laughs> <laughs> what about my self-image? I screamed that at you during the show. Holy cow. I would agree with you. You would not. <laughs> I said I'm a schmo for years. Yeah, but you don't want me saying In the it. game of life, come on, all that matters. I'm uh, back zero. game of life, we're both a couple of schmoes. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to have to go repull it. The file has been corrupted. Oh, I have, I have the hour in existence. I'll oh we'll come back gosh. through and find you it. You bandwagger. Pain in the ass, and I don't like you. <laughs> That's a drop right there. I, well, least, I already gave you that one on PK a while ago. At least he's not a bandwagger. Yeah. He's here every day. <laughs> Favors and uh, Rubio. Hey, right now, as we speak in the moment, looks like they took a chance and it didn't work. That's what it looks like in the moment. Yes. But I always wonder, and, and everybody answers is different, so you just go around and around. What did you think work was going to look like? I thought a strong push in the second round. That was realistic. Improvement. You That's realistic. improvement. Yes. I thought if they pushed in the second round, no matter who they played, and they, and it still could happen. I'm, right. not, I'm not totally lost faith, and I'm not a big faith dude. You know, it's funny But I haven't lost totally faith. Because I was thinking faith. for them to get to that, what might be best is if the current lull continues on for a couple more weeks. That Ooh. lull is being kind. Ooh. I know. But, I can't take it. But you're not likely to get there from 4-5, but could you get there from 6-7? I think you can get there from 4-5, but I understand your point. Right. 
Well, and there are, I know there are people who think the Jazz have some matchup issues with the Lakers that might benefit them. And there's a couple things that happen there. Could go either way, but maybe yeah, they could a first like round series similar. first. Now, well, now, I, right now, I, in the moment, I'm yeah. finding a way. If you want a first round series, I would consider it a success. But I thought through the changes, and I wasn't as totally hyped as some people. But I thought that they were all good moves, and so I'm. I expected that they would make a push in the second round, and knowing that it was a two year process, and they were likely to return the entire nucleus next year. And then you make a stronger push next year. Now, I mean, in, and in I the moment, that I logic, that. I thought that logic was pretty sound. And, and you know, for the whole uh, the, the group out there, they have to be accountable. You know, this front office is the most aggressive front office. And I think Jerry Sloan was a break on a lot of that stuff before. Certainly Kevin O'Connor. I'm not so, so sure about Scott Layden going way back. But um, they'll make moves. They, they let free agents walk. They trade guys. They trade guys midseason. They cut guys. You know, people will be held accountable. The, the Dennis, will, Dennis will roll the dice and mix it up. You don't mind that. I mean, if you want to be held accountable, you know, like in 20 minutes, well, that's not how it works. But accountability will come this summer. I think it comes every day, actually. The literal moves, obviously, will come in the offseason. You can't make but, any moves but, now. Right. But the decision to make the move gets made now, even though you can't make the move. I Yeah. yeah. I, I, I buy that. I, I'm wondering, literally, how much these guys are sleeping right now. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.